So today, uh, today's talk is called God is in the Lion's Den. I think most of us have heard about Daniel in the Lion's Den, that he was thrown into the Lion's Den by the king because the king um, really was rather jealous of Daniel. And Daniel knew this was coming, so he had gone to his home to pray. And it says in the Bible that he, he faced the, he, he looked out the window, he prayed towards the window, facing Jerusalem. Now, metaphysically, Jerusalem means peace. And so he was looking towards peace. What is the peaceful? He, he, he prayed so he would know what to think, what to say, and what to do when the king's people came to get him because the king was jealous. And, uh, and so the king sent Daniel, sent his men to bring Daniel back and to cast him into the lion's den. Well, you can imagine what that is for. And, uh, you know, I was thinking, as Kenneth was singing this, and I thought, I'm about to talk about the Bible. You know, a hard place to find love in the Bible. It's, it's brutal. The, the Bible is just so brutal if you look at it with any kind of, at all, literally. It, it is as if we have to work our brains out to earn the love of God, at least in the First Testament. And and the second testament, it's it's I think it's you got to work your brains out to be to be loved by people. And, and even then, it falls short. But you look at this, and it's like ah. Oh. So the king has Daniel thrown into the lion's den, and and he says, to, "Thy God, whom thou servest continually, He will deliver thee." So I need to put a stone in front of that lion's den. So God can't just yank you right out of that, uh, that that thing. You've got to be stuck in there with the lions so that they can deal with you. And I don't have to think about you anymore. See, that's a big biblical thing. If they kill someone, then they don't have to think about them anymore. They could go on with their selfish ways. And it's not unlike us. If I could just get rid of this situation, I'm not saying we go around around killing each other. Most of us don't. And, uh, but then I don't have to think about it. It's no longer a problem. If I can just kill it somehow, it's not going to be a problem for me anymore today. And so what, what happens here, uh, and I am going to, to read some of this. And a stone was brought and laid upon the mouth of the den. If you don't know where this is in the Bible, it's the book of Daniel. Uh, and, 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 and the king sealed it with his own signet and with the signet of his lords, that nothing might be changed concerning Daniel. Then the king went to his palace and passed the night fasting, because that's what they did in their ritual, their big fasting ritual back then. Uh, neither were instruments of music brought before him, and his sleep fled from him. Then the king arose very early the next morning and went in haste unto the den of lions. And when he came near unto the den to Daniel, he cried with a lamentable voice. The king spake and said to Daniel, O Daniel, servant of the living God, is thy God, whom thou servest continually, able to deliver thee from the lions? Then he said, Daniel, unto the king, O king, live forever. My God hath sent his angel and hath shut the lions' mouths, and they have not hurt me. For as much as before him innocency was found in me and also before thee. O king, have I done no hurt? Then was the king exceedingly glad. 
Okay, he had changed his mind. About Daniel, at least. He was exceedingly glad and commanded that they should take Daniel up out of the den. So Daniel was taken up out of the den and no manner of hurt was found upon him because he had trusted in his God. Now what follows that in the Bible is the king then demanded that Daniel's accusers, the men, the wives, and the children, all be brought and thrown into the den with the lions. And their bones were broken and they were thrown into the pit. Isn't that lovely? Isn't that a nice story? Uh, <laughs> but the, the point of this, apparently Daniel prayed better than the families that came after him. The point that we, we as a read in our biblical heroes is that while Daniel was in the den with the lions, God was in the den with the lions. The God that Daniel apparently believed in was a God of love, was a God of peace. You know, da Daniel was not in there praying that his enemies be hurt. He was not praying that the king be hurt. And he prayed before they came to get him. And he prayed after they, they, they picked him up. It doesn't say what his prayers were, but I know what his prayers had to have been. They had to have been that he connect with his source rather than he not die with the lions. The true path to healing is our prayers for connection. Conscious connection with our source. What we call God, what we call love, what we call principle. That is how healings take place. Now I know some people have said, oh God, please heal me now, and they have been healed. But I, I, I trust me. They connected in their source somehow through that prayer with their source. And it's not that they weren't connected, but they weren't consciously connected. Other people who who don't have the healing. Because lot I, I'm willing to say that more people have prayed for healing and not had a healing than have prayed for healing and had healing. I prayed for many a healing, I've prayed for many a prosperous moment, but I'm always thinking about the prize, not always, but in those moments. When I prayed and not experienced, it's because I was trying to get the prize. I wasn't trying to connect with God. I wasn't trying to know God to the depths of my being. I wasn't trying to know my source and my supply. I was looking for cash and prizes. And, and then I would get around to really knowing God, maybe, you know, once I got more cash and prizes. I came to the Unity, and even Unity ministers, not all of them, but many of them, somehow the connection was not made between the message, the messenger, the message, and the receivers. I know so many people in Unity, in New Thought, who are still looking for the cash and prizes that the prosperity teachers have promised. And they missed the part of the success of their prosperity teachers were that their prosperity teachers connected with their source. They somehow missed that. I don't know how I heard it, but I did. 
I absolutely heard it, and I've witnessed it in my own life many times now. I have, I have seen instantaneous healing in my body. I've experienced uh, instantaneous healing in my finances several times, which means I, I forgot several times also. I have witnessed instantaneous healings in relationships uh, over and over again. Every time I seek to know God in the den, in the lion's den, and sometimes a lion's den can, can be a confrontation between you and another person that you're afraid of. Sometimes I'm afraid of another person because I'm afraid of what I'm going to say to them. And I don't want to hurt anybody. And so I worry that I, 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 I will say, say the th not the wrong thing, but the harmful thing. I worry. And then I, uh, but if when I pray, and my prayer is, Spirit, I am willing to know the truth here. And that's all I ever need to know is the truth. Where I have come up short, where they have come up short, whatever. I have no need in those moments to be right in order to win. I have no need at all. It will not give me satisfaction to win. I have, in fact, in many confrontations in life, I have uh, gotten far more gratification from finding out where I was wrong, where I had been mistaken. I, I have found a lot of gratification from that because then I have some place to go. You see, then I can, I can work with that person and I can say, oh my goodness, I came up short here, here, and here. No wonder you're upset. I negated you. No wonder you're upset. You, you felt about it, whatever. And, and then I can own it. And then usually I can walk away with a friend. Almost always. But if I find out a lot of times that it's me who's right, and they didn't pray, well, there's still that itchy thing between us. And it's unfortunate, but it's, and it's uncomfortable. So I, I would pretty much almost always rather find out that I had been mistaken. It, it's so much easier to work through. But because, you see, being mistaken is not, the, is, is not a big deal. The disconnection in spirit, mind, and body from my source, that's a big deal. That I don't know where to turn. When I uh, forget my source, when I forget to connect on any given day, at any hour of any given day, at any moment of any given day, when I forget, I'm lost. Before the service, when, when all of a sudden the internet, when I, I was like, oh, I, for, I forgot. I forgot my spiritual self. I didn't pray. I didn't seek to connect with God to make being connected consciously the most important thing, even though I didn't seem to be connected on Facebook. I need, it's, it's, it's a 24-7 effort. And it doesn't have to be hard, but it, it needs to be constant. And Daniel, in the lion's den was connected. He connected before he went because he knew something was up and he connected on the way there and he connected in the den. And what did he say? The lions couldn't open their mouths. He can't explain that, but he can know his higher powers at work. And uh, he knew who he was 
And he knew what his source was. So uh, before we go into this next part of this talk, I've asked Kenneth to uh, sing another song. Imagine Daniel is singing this while he's in the den. This 
Trusting, just trusting, trusting, trusting. Could you trust that God is in this place, whatever this place is for you? Would you consider asking God or Spirit, what is this place? Before I tell myself what this place is or what this place means, would you, would you tell me? Well, of course Spirit would tell us, but we would want to know. Instead of, uh, Spirit, tell me what this place is. And tell me, it's da, 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 that doesn't work very well. Now, this next story, also from the book of Daniel, is about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who were thrown in the, in, in the fiery furnace. Why? Because they would not worship a golden statue of the king. How about that? That seems to be happening again in this world, doesn't it? They were thrown into the fiery furnace because they would not worship an object. They would not worship a personality. They would not worship what was not real. They knew their God. And they knew that their God was love. And their God was much bigger than a golden statue. And so they paid attention to their faith. And what happened was that when they were cast into the fiery furnace, I'm going to read this, I'd rather face you than look sideways. They were cast into the fiery furnace, they remained unharmed. And while they were in there, something else happened. It seemed like a fourth person appeared. And they looked. And uh, they compared this fourth person as to what must be the Son of God. Now this is First Testament, this book of Daniel. Uh, this uh, fourth person just appeared in the fiery furnace with them. And why would the writer compare, compare uh, this fourth person with the, the Son of God? Well, let, let's look at some metaphysical definition. King, King Nebuchadnezzar stands for human willfulness backed up by human intellect. A golden image stands for everything which is a glorified concept or projection of our own human willfulness and egotism. Got this right out of the metaphysical Bible dictionary. They didn't make it up. The golden image stands for everything which is a glorified concept or projection of our own human willfulness and egotism. The three men who refuse to worship this golden image represent three factors within us which can change this state of affairs. Shadrach stands for true humility. And uh, most of you know, my definition of true humility is expecting God's best. Meshach stands for love. Abednego stands for spiritual understanding. 
Uh, true humility, love, and spiritual understanding refuse to worship the golden image of willfulness and egotism. The fiery furnace symbolizes the threat of suffering or a loss which the negative side of human nature fears will occur if it does not obey its selfish and negative impulses. We've all gone through this. Uh, we say we have been tempted to worship a projection of our own willfulness and egotism. I have many times in my life. I know that. And even though something in us may know that we shouldn't, what do we fear will happen if we don't? And that's what we, one of the things we need to pay. What am I afraid of? If I choose not to worship what is false, if I choose not to worship this golden calf, this golden ass, this golden statue, this golden personality, what am I afraid I'm going to lose? I talk of knowing God. I talk of loving God. I repeat the prayer for protection. And then I turn my sights and my love, my, my, my actual love, towards what is false, what is temporary, and what lies to me. And uh, I think it's important to know, what do I think I'm going to lose? What do I fear? And... Uh, do we think we'll lose out, we'll suffer somehow if we don't assert our own image of willfulness and egotism or selfishness? We fear that we'll miss out and therefore we'll suffer the threat of this, the fiery furnace. And here's the, the, the kicker, the good one. The fiery furnace is mostly an illusion. We find that it has no power or harm to destroy those factors which are symbolized by the three men at the fiery furnace who represent humility, love, and spiritual understanding. Not only did they refuse to worship the golden image which resulted in no harm and no loss to them, but it resulted in adding a fourth member to the group, the Son of God, or something that was likened to the Son of God, as the Bible says. Now what is the only Son of God there is? It's the Christ. It's not Jesus. It's the Christ. The Christ is the Son of God. The superconscious mind is the same as the Christ. It is that awakened consciousness in us that identifies ourselves as God beings. So this uh, Son of God, this image, represents an increase of dimension of consciousness, a new dimension of consciousness or awareness which is always added to us when we remain faithful to principle instead of worshiping selfishness and egotism. Do you hear me? Instead of worshiping selfishness and egotism, this fourth being could stand for a more godlike self of our own individual unfoldment. Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, Daniel, lions, fire. All stories, all allegories to remind us of what we ought to be thinking and what some of us are not thinking. I was speaking with a friend yesterday who, who was experiencing a difficult time. And, and I was relating my experience of healing. And uh, any healing I've ever had, as I said earlier, has come when I sought my oneness with God. 
not when I saw the healing. You know, my, I had a sprained ankle that healed like that when I affirmed that Christ in me is awakened now. Now, I affirm that Christ in me is awakened now every single day of that period of my life in my meditation. I sat down to meditate. I didn't sit down to get anything from God. I just sat down to expand what I already had. And, and I start, always started every meditation with the Christ in me is awake now. And on that particular day, I felt something happen right here. And it rippled down the right side of my body and my ankle went, eh. And I was back on rollerblades the next day. So I had this healing that I can't explain except to say, I was sitting to meditate to improve my conscious contact with God and I had a physical healing and an awakening and a conscious awareness of the process. This happened and this happened. What the eh, down to here and the eh. I, I can't explain that at all. I just felt it. I felt it physically in my body, but I, I have no idea what actually happened. I have, I've seen colds lift up out of my head, uh, like that. I, I, I've, I've known others who have had healings. And you can't really, it's like, I, I, one, one old friend was in a hospital with a tumor. And she was, went in the hospital to be operated on. And she, the next morning she was going to be operated on. And when they came to her the next morning, they couldn't find the tumor. She doesn't know exactly how that happened. But she just knows there had been a tumor and then there wasn't a tumor. Uh, she had spent the night praying, but she can't explain that sort of thing. Now, I have another friend, and I've told this story. She has a book. Ter Terry Hawkins is her name. Uh, she's a unity minister, and I've told this story several times, that it really bears repeating. I met her. She and a good friend of mine were, Erica Trantham, were in ministerial school together when I first started going to Unity Village to become a licensed unity teacher at that point. So this is a lot of years ago. Around 1999, I think it was. And I, 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 I you know, one of those trips, because I went there for a couple of years while they were in school. Every three months I would go again for a week's long week worth of study. And, and Terry, I met on one of these studies, and she was telling me a story about a healing she had had. She had been training for the Olympics. And, and she had, a, I believe it was a car accident. And uh, she really mangled her leg. Mangled it so much they didn't know if she would ever walk again. She was in the hospital and bereft. And finally her coach came in one day and said, do you want to walk again? She said, of course I want to walk again. Oh, it was her leg and something in her spine was pinched together. And that's what was keeping her from walking. And she said, of course I want to walk again. He said, fine, then here's what you're going to have to do. From now on, you only talk about walking. Anybody comes in here and talks about not walking, they have to leave. That means doctors, nurses, friends, family, anybody. We only talk about walking from now on. Terry, Terry is walking. Terry is walking. We always put it in the present tense. Terry is walking. Terry is walking. Terry is walking. Now, when I met her, her x-ray still said she could not walk. X-rays in the spine said she could not walk. But I saw her running around Unity Village in high heels. 
And to this day, I don't know, she's still wearing the high heels, but she's still running around, and I, I think she has a church in Oregon. And, and she had a healing when she focused on truth. I, I would assume Terry focused, didn't say, oh, please, God, help me to walk, uh, because we don't, do, we don't teach that in unity. But she would connect with her source, and she would connect with her source. And if her way of connecting with her source is, I walk. I am walking, I am walking. That is a conscious connection with the source of walking. You know, that we have different ways. The Christ in me is awakened now is, is, is one that I respond to. And I didn't grow up embracing the word Christ. In fact, if anything, I rejected it because it meant a person that was a go-between between God and myself. That's all that Jesus was for me growing up. I didn't understand him. I didn't understand anything he had done or not done. I didn't necessarily believe the stories people told me because they didn't sound very true. Uh, they sounded delusional and worshipful. And, you know, Jesus... In the, uh, is quoted in the Bible as saying, do not worship me. It is God that does the works, not me. And so, when I, when I heard that, when I came into unity and heard things like that, that, oh, Jesus wasn't telling me to worship him. Jesus wasn't, the, at least the writers about Jesus, they weren't saying that. They were saying, no God, no God. K-N-O-W, God, don't know God. And, and, uh, and so to... Connect. Connect. God is in the lion's den. God is in the fiery furnace. God is in the Christmas pageant. God is in the making of the breakfast. God is in the making of lunch. And God is in the making of dinner. God is in the not being able to eat dinner. The God, God is in all things. God is in the car accident. God is in the healing from it. God is in our homes, God is in our mind, in our body. God is, God is, God is, I am. God is, I am. God is, I am. And so it is.